Chapter Fourteen of Two Years in Oregon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Two Years in Oregon by Wallace Nash. Chapter Fourteen. I should think that no state is so much scoffed at as Oregon on the score of wet weather. Our neighbors in California call us web feet, and the state is called the Webfoot State. Emigrants are warned not to come here unless they want to live like frogs, up to their necks in water, and much more to the like effect. And this question as to the quantity of rain is one always asked in the letters of inquiry we get here from all parts of the world it is impossible to give a general answer because the rainfall varies in the state from seventy-two inches at astoria at the mouth of the columbia river to twelve inches on some of the elevated plains of extreme eastern oregon western oregon also varies in its different parts the rainfall of seventy-two inches at astoria sinking by pretty regular stages southward to thirty-two inches at jacksonville the average rainfall for four years reported by the united states signal service station at portland is fifty two point eighty two inches at eola near salem the average of seven years is three hundred seventy one point ninety eight inches at corvallis the average of the last three years taken at the agricultural college by professor hawthorne is thirty one point sixty two inches but this last low average is produced by the fact of the months of october and november eighteen eighty having been unusually dry the average rainfall for october in eighteen seventy eight and eighteen seventy nine was two point eighty six inches and for november four point twelve inches while in eighteen eighty the rainfall for those months was only point eighty per cent and point fifty per cent of an inch the result of the late setting in of the rains in the fall of eighteen eighty was that the grass was very late in resuming its growth and consequently feed for stock during the early part of the winter of eighteen eighty to eighty one was very scanty but perhaps it is better to give the number of snowy and rainy days annually occurring as that is what at any rate the feminine part of the families of intending emigrants desire to know during eighteen seventy nine from may to december there were at corvallis thirty-five rainy days and five snowy during eighteen eighty there were sixty-nine rainy days and nine snowy in these figures are taken in several days which were only showery at intervals and there are omitted several days when a slight shower or two fell with bright sun in between but which it would not be fair to call rainy days but the distribution of the rain is of more consequence both to the farmer and to the mere resident than the aggregate so i will set out the rainy and snowy days for the several months at corvallis eighteen seventy nine from may seventeenth to thirty first five june one july two august three september four october two november seven december eleven and five snowy eighteen eighty january ten and three snowy february five and two snowy march five and three snowy april ten may eight june two july one august two september four october five november five december twelve 
and one snowy. 1881. January. Nine rainy and two snowy. February. Sixteen, one snowy. March. Five showery, no steady rain. At Eola, near Salem, about 40 miles north of this, the figures differ slightly, as will be seen from the following table. But this is an average of the seven years from 1871 to 1878. January. Rainy days, 14.6. Snowy days, 1.8. Rainfall in inches, 5.1. February. Rainy days, 14.4. Snowy days, 0.6. Rainfall, 5.7. March. Rainy days, 17.4. Snowy days, 0.6. Rainfall in inches, 6.1. April. Rainy days, 11.5. Snowy days, 0.28. Rainfall, 3.1 may rainy days 9.5 snowy days zero rainfall 2.0 june rainy days five snowy days zero rainfall 1.2 july rainy days 1.8 snowy days zero rainfall 0.24 august rainy days 2.1 snowy days zero rainfall 0.14 september rainy days 3.4 snowy days zero rainfall 0.78 october rainy days 7.4 snowy days zero rainfall 2.93 november rainy days 12.2 snowy days 0.58 rainfall 5.56 december rainy days 12.5 snowy days one Rainfall 5.13. The next question is as to temperature. The following figures speak for themselves. The highest and lowest temperature in each month and the monthly range reported by the United States Signal Service Station, Portland, Oregon. January 1874, highest 56 degrees, lowest 26 degrees, range 30 degrees. 1875, highest 53 degrees, lowest 3 degrees, range 50 degrees. 1876, highest 58 degrees, lowest 20 degrees, range 38 degrees. February 1874, highest 60 degrees, lowest 31 degrees, range 29 degrees. 1875, highest 54 degrees, lowest 24 degrees, range 30 degrees. 1876, highest 59 degrees, lowest 32 degrees, range 27 degrees. March 1874, highest 65 degrees, lowest 33 degrees, range 32 degrees. 1875, highest 55 degrees, lowest 34 degrees, range 21 degrees. 1876, highest 59 degrees, lowest 33 degrees, range 26 degrees. April 1874, highest 77 degrees, lowest 37 degrees, range 40 degrees. 1875, highest 83 degrees, lowest 28 degrees, range 55 degrees. 1876, highest 67 degrees, lowest 33 degrees, range 34 degrees. May 1874, highest 83 degrees, lowest 43 degrees, 
range 40 degrees 1875 highest 75 degrees lowest 40 degrees range 35 degrees 1876 highest 82 degrees lowest 36 degrees range 46 degrees june 1874 highest 82 degrees lowest 45 degrees range 37 degrees 1875 highest 82 degrees lowest 39 degrees range 43 degrees 1876 highest 99 degrees lowest 45 degrees range 54 degrees july 1874 highest 88 degrees lowest 49 degrees range 39 degrees 1875 highest 95.5 degrees lowest 46 degrees range 49.5 degrees 1876 highest 90 degrees lowest 49 degrees range 41 degrees august 1874 highest 84 degrees lowest 46 degrees range 38 degrees 1875 highest 88 degrees lowest 46 degrees range 42 degrees 1876 highest 84 degrees lowest 43 degrees range 51 degrees september 1874 highest 88.5 degrees lowest 42 degrees range 46 degrees 1875 highest 86 degrees lowest 44 degrees range 42 degrees 1876 highest 90 degrees lowest 44 degrees range 46 degrees october 1874 highest 77 degrees lowest 32 degrees range 45 degrees 1875 highest 78 degrees lowest 36 degrees range 42 degrees 1876 highest 79 degrees lowest 42 degrees range 37 degrees november 1874 highest 63 degrees lowest 27 degrees range 36 degrees 1875 highest 63 degrees lowest 28 degrees range 35 degrees 1876 highest 63 degrees lowest 34 degrees range 29 degrees december 1874 highest 57 degrees lowest 31 degrees range 26 degrees 1875 highest 63 degrees lowest 33 degrees range 30 degrees 1876 highest 56 degrees lowest 24 degrees range 32 degrees for comparison's sake we give a similar table for 1878 1879 and 1880 kept at the corvallis agricultural college january 1878 highest 55 degrees lowest 20 degrees range 35 degrees 1879 highest 46 degrees lowest 20 degrees range 26 degrees 1880 highest 50 degrees lowest 24 degrees range 26 degrees february 1878 highest 60 degrees lowest 34 degrees range 26 degrees 1879 highest 52 degrees 
lowest twenty five degrees range twenty seven degrees eighteen eighty highest forty four degrees lowest twenty five degrees range nineteen degrees march eighteen seventy eight highest sixty seven degrees lowest thirty two degrees range thirty five degrees eighteen seventy nine highest sixty six degrees lowest thirty two degrees range thirty four degrees eighteen eighty highest fifty four degrees lowest twenty four degrees range thirty degrees april eighteen seventy eight highest seventy one degrees lowest thirty one degrees range forty degrees eighteen seventy nine highest sixty seven degrees lowest thirty two degrees range thirty five degrees eighteen eighty highest seventy six degrees lowest twenty nine degrees range forty seven degrees june eighteen seventy eight highest ninety two degrees lowest forty two degrees range fifty degrees eighteen seventy nine highest seventy three degrees lowest forty two degrees range thirty one degrees eighteen eighty highest eighty five degrees lowest forty degrees range forty five degrees july eighteen seventy eight highest seventy nine degrees lowest fifty three degrees range twenty six degrees eighteen seventy nine highest ninety degrees lowest forty five degrees range forty five degrees eighteen eighty highest eighty one degrees lowest forty two degrees range thirty nine degrees august eighteen seventy eight highest eighty one degrees lowest fifty two degrees range twenty nine degrees eighteen seventy nine highest eighty three degrees lowest forty three degrees range forty degrees eighteen eighty highest eighty four degrees lowest thirty eight degrees range forty two degrees september eighteen seventy eight highest seventy three degrees lowest thirty eight degrees range thirty five degrees eighteen seventy nine highest eighty four degrees lowest forty two degrees range forty two degrees eighteen eighty highest eighty degrees lowest thirty eight degrees range forty two degrees october eighteen seventy eight highest sixty one degrees lowest thirty two degrees range twenty nine degrees eighteen seventy nine highest sixty four degrees lowest twenty eight degrees range thirty six degrees eighteen eighty highest sixty eight degrees lowest twenty eight degrees range forty degrees november eighteen seventy eight highest fifty five degrees lowest thirty degrees range twenty five degrees eighteen seventy nine highest fifty five degrees lowest eighteen degrees range thirty seven degrees eighteen eighty highest fifty six degrees lowest twelve degrees range forty four degrees december eighteen seventy eight highest fifty four degrees lowest nineteen degrees range thirty five degrees eighteen seventy nine highest fifty six degrees lowest eight degrees range forty eight degrees eighteen eighty highest fifty six degrees lowest twenty degrees range thirty six degrees the averages of temperatures for the four seasons at these three points portland eola and corvallis are as follows portland spring fifty one point nine degrees 
summer sixty five point three autumn fifty two point eight winter forty point one eola spring forty eight point three summer sixty three point seven autumn fifty one point two winter thirty eight point two corvallis spring fifty two summer sixty seven autumn fifty three winter forty one the difference between the extremes is therefore for portland twenty five point two degrees eola twenty five point five degrees for corvallis twenty six degrees contrast this with similar figures from davenport in the state of iowa the winter mean there is nineteen point nine degrees the summer is seventy five point two degrees showing a difference of fifty five point three degrees at corvallis throughout the summer months until late in the fall a daily sea breeze springs up from the west about one o'clock in the afternoon and continues till night closes in and then dies off gradually however pleasant this is to the settler heated in the hay or harvest field it brings its perils too i give an earnest caution not to be betrayed into sitting down in the shade to cool down with coat and vest off while this sea breeze fans a heated brow or a sore attack of rheumatism or its near relative neuralgia will very likely make you rue the day rather put on your warm coat and button it close and let the cooling process be a very gradual one but if by your own forgetfulness of simple precautions you have taken cold and rheumatism has you in its grip do not turn round and abuse a climate which is one of the most delightful in the whole temperate zone but blame yourself and yourself only in the winter of eighteen seventy nine to eighty we had a cold snap the day before christmas the west wind suddenly veered round northward what a bitter blast came straight from the icy north the cattle set up their poor backs and crowded sterns to the wind into the warmest corners of the open fields and there stood with rough coats and drooping heads the pictures of passive endurance in two days the ice bore and everything that could be called a skate was tied or screwed on to unaccustomed feet and a beautiful display of fancy skating followed as all the hoodlums of the town sought out the crystal lake or fisher's lake then came the snow and every one left off skating and took to slaying the livery stable keepers made fortunes by hiring out the one or two real sleighs but poor or economical people constructed boxes of all shapes and fastened them on runners making up in the merriment of the passengers for the uncouthness of the vehicles but the snow too only lay a few days and we were glad when our old friend the rain fell and restored to us the familiar prospect for houses here are not constructed for extremes of temperature in either direction and hot dry air in the sitting-room where the close stove crackles and grows red-hot is a bad preparation for a bedroom with ten degrees of frost in it or the outside air with the icy wind bringing a piece of mount hood and its glaciers into your very lungs the only good thing was that it lasted so short a time and during this last winter of eighteen eighty to eighty one we have had no such experience instead we have had trial of floods the highest since eighteen sixty to sixty one the year of the great flood after about twenty four hours snow the wind went round to the south and a soft warm rain followed for nearly thirty-six hours more this melted the snow both on the cascades and on and round mary's peak the mackenzie which is the southeast fork of the willamette 
and come straight from the cascades brought down a raging torrent into the more peaceful willamette all the tributary streams followed in their turn telegrams brought news from eugene city forty miles up the river every hour river rising six inches an hour soon the banks would not hold the water which spread over the surrounding country corvallis stands high on the river's bank but looking across over the low-lying lands in lynn county nothing but a sea of moving brown water appeared in which the poor farmhouses and barns stood as islands in the midst the settlers who were warned in time cleared their families out of their houses and left their dwellings and furniture to their fate the horses and cattle that could be reached in time were swum across the river to safety on this side and an excited crowd lined the river bank watching the swimming beasts and helping them to land while every skiff that could be pressed into the service was engaged in bringing across the women and children and their most valued possessions one man lost fourteen horses which had been turned out on some swampy land four miles below the city others cattle sheep and pigs and none within reach of the inundation that is within a belt of low land averaging two miles from the river in extent but had their fences moved or carried away and heaped in wild confusion the worst case i heard of was of a poor fellow from the east who had just invested his all in a farm of fat and fertile bottom land a few miles from salem he had repaired his house and furnished it had stocked his farm and had written for his wife and family to join him the rain descended the flood came higher and higher it rose sweeping off fences drowning cattle it entered the house and spoiled all of its contents the unlucky owner had to betake himself to a tree whence he was picked by a passing skiff the next morning bewailing his fate and offering his farm as a free gift to any one who would give him enough dollars to return to the eastern state whence he had just come but nearly all the mischief to stock came from neglect of timely warning no one but could have driven all off to safety for the water-worn belt was a very narrow one some men gained largely by the deposit left by the flood on their land serving to renew for many years the productive qualities others were in a sad plight the soil being washed away deep gullies ploughed and a thick coating of stones and river gravel left the river rose high enough to flood the lower floors of the wheat warehouses from rosebury to portland and in the riverside towns caused a great deal of discomfort and some loss but no loss of life resulted it carried away the new bridges over the santiam river just built by the narrow gauge railroad and washed away several miles of their new track it also broke through several viaducts on the east side railroad and stopped postal communication for a day or two the winter of eighteen eighty to eighty one has proved disastrous to stock in eastern oregon as a general rule the sheep and cattle ranges are covered with bunch grass which grows from ten to twenty four inches high during the summer months and is dried by the sun into natural hay when winter comes it brings with it snow from six to eighteen inches deep and this lies light and powdery over the face of the country the cattle and sheep scratch the covering off and feed on the hay beneath the prevailing winds in the winter there are north and south and neither melts the snow but now and again comes the west or southwest chinook it breathes softly on the snow and a quivering haze rises from the melting mass when the chinook blows long enough to melt the snow away all goes well but this last winter 
after blowing for a day or two and melting the surface it gave place to a biting blast from the north which froze all hard again the unfortunate sheep and cattle tried in vain to scratch through the icy crust and died from starvation within but a few inches of their food in speaking of the rainfall of the state it is right to mention a considerable stretch of land lying on the east side of and directly under the lee of the cascade mountains here there falls but six or eight inches of rain in the year the residents have therefore to depend on irrigation for fertility of soil they have abundant facilities for this as many streams and creeks flow down from the cascades with irrigation very heavy crops of grain as much as forty bushels of wheat to the acre are produced western oregon enjoys a remarkable immunity from thunderstorms they are a very rare occurrence and when the thunder is heard it is rumbling away in the mountains many miles off we have seen some summer lightning on a few evenings gleaming away over the hills windstorms too very seldom visit us in january eighteen eighty one curiously local storm swept from the south through the valley it bore most severely on portland a friend there told me that he was looking across the river to east portland where the catholic church stood with its spire a prominent object as he looked the blast struck it and as he expressed it the building melted away before his eyes riding through the green fir timber in the hills a few days after the storm i saw several places where the limbs were torn off and even great trees blown down in a straight line their neighbors within but a few feet of them standing unhurt the government records in twenty-five years only show three winds blowing over the state with the velocity of forty-five miles an hour and a force of ten pounds to the square foot but what a spring we have had this year eighteen eighty one while the papers have been full of snowstorms and floods in other places here we have had balmy sunshine and mild nights with occasional showers the old residents call it real oregon weather and say it always was like this till two or three years ago End of chapter 14